We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by DoorDash, NFL Sunday Ticket, and BetOnline.ag. It is the week of NFL Week One, Sean. We've got here. We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. How close it is. We mentioned last week it's kind of snuck up on us. Well, today's show is going to be a little bit of us giving our thoughts and some bold predictions for the upcoming season and for Week One as well. Uh, I know that you have a piece coming out on the site that's going to be kind of linked similar to this, so I'm looking forward to reading that. But I'm also looking forward to today's show where we're going to give our thoughts but not only are we going to give our thoughts we're going to be joined as well in just a couple of moments by peter overzet uh, i like to call him the tiktok king but he's part of the ship chasing team with pat corain and we're going to be drafting with them just after we record this one so coming up this week we're going to have two draft episodes and this episode so three shows this week to get you ready for week one of the nfl season but sean week one what can we say we, we've made it to uh, we've made it to the big week we have, and we get to start out with, I think, one of the best games that we'll uh, get to see on the season with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans starting off uh, in grand fashion. So really looking forward to this. Also excited about our draft. Uh, as many of you know, there are still many main event opportunities left in the FFPC. So uh, we're going to be drafting all week. Curtis and I have a draft on Friday. Obviously, we're 
participating in the FPC draft here in a few minutes. So uh, if you're still looking for a lot of draft excitement, that that section of the season is not yet over. I'm, I'm hoping to squeeze as many of these in as possible over this next week. It really, I think, is, is the best way to benefit from and, and really ramp up that enthusiasm as we go into week one. So this is the best week of the year. Yeah, I think I always like, and it's one of those ones where the closer it gets to the season, you mentioned you're drafting all week. I have today's draft and, uh, you know, the itch, once this draft's over, there'll be a next probably to get another draft in before we get it all kicked off. And uh, of course, with the FFPC as well, you can do those drafts after the Thursday night football games and some of the contests. So uh, that there's always making it another interesting tweak. So while this is going to be a week where we're doing a draft show and it's a little bit later in the process, there's a huge amount to be learned because even in the last I would say five, six days, a lot of these draft boards have started to change quite dramatically with the uh, adjustments to rosters and things like that. So going to be a fun one. Looking forward to getting Pete on in just a little moment. But before we get Pete, we get got to get the FFPC stat attack. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about some bold predictions, which is always fun. And with keeping uh, in the theme of the show or in the context of what we normally do, we're going to have uh, some stat background for these, not just completely off the wall. And leading into that, give a little context for a bold prediction I'll have later in the show. Today's FFPC stat attack is going to focus on the San Francisco 49ers, who last season finished bottom five in seconds to snap and pass percentage that not surprisingly put them in the bottom five for pass plays per game you can get all of that information in our really cool pace tool that mike beers has put together it's one of the tools that we get the most raves for on the site see all that information in terms of how uh, teams played how they attack that kind of thing and that gives us some good context for understanding the 49ers offense in general and we're also part two of today's stat attack focuses on jimmy garoppolo who despite this slow pace of play these limited number of passing attempts he was a stealth dynamo ranking number six in completion percentage number five in passing touchdowns and even not having as many total opportunities he ranked 13th in fantasy points over expectation per game so garoppolo a very good season played extremely well in the super bowl until he took that hit late unfortunately for him and and fortunately for us kansas city fans i didn't make some plays in the fourth quarter of that game which i think may be knocking down his adp a little bit that and obviously again the context of their offense but uh, as we'll see in a little bit here i have a bold prediction that things are going to change in 2020 and obviously i mentioned at the start but there is still a lot of drafting going on and we're drafting all the way up basically to kick off this coming sunday and you can do that at the ffpc who are the home of the best fantasy football leagues and contests in the industry including dynasty best ball and of course the world famous ffpc main event to learn more or to join the league today head on over to my ffpc.com that's my ffpc.com and get in on the action so I'm delighted now to be joined on the show by Peter Overzet. Uh, it's a while since myself and Peter got to do a podcast uh, together. It's always fun talking with Peter. Make sure you're following him if you're not already on Twitter at Peter Overzet. I mentioned in our intro, Peter, I like to think of you as the TikTok king. You had you had quite a run over the over the off season with some memorable ones. There was some of them were speaking directly to me. I actually thought that you you might have uh, seen what I do in my spare time with some of the impersonations you were doing. But uh, uh, thanks for jumping in. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, uh, obviously, this is one of my uh, my favorite podcasts. So anytime I can hop on here, I think last time was the uh, predictions episode, which was super fun looking back on that right after the NFL draft. So yes, always glad to talk with uh, with you and Sean. 
and uh, I think that's, that that might be a sign. Obviously, the last time we had had you it was the the bold predictions after the draft, and today we're getting you on for the bold predictions for the the twenty twenty season. So uh, maybe you're the the go to bold predictions guy. So no pressure today, but uh, let's hope let's hope it all goes well. But we're going to start it off, I guess. Um, I don't know. Is it is it the gentlemanly thing, Sean, to to let Pete jump in and start off with his first prediction, or or how are we going to do this? Yeah, definitely. And I need to get mine in here. Uh, at the end <laughs> so that i can really push for my first round pick in our draft we're about to do so getting the last word i think will be much better in this situation <laughs> well i think we're at a good spot because i don't think any of my predictions we will need to use anything but maybe a 15th round or later pick on so we're probably <laughs> that's okay so what with that uh, great uh, hype to it uh, we'll let you go first pete what's what's your bold prediction that we're going to kick things off with here so this one and, and maybe it's not entirely actionable to if you're doing drafts right now as a lot of us like to only carry one quarterback or you know there's lots of churn that can happen at that position but I've been doing a lot of best ball drafts lately in trying to figure out some of the best ways to win those really top heavy prize pools and you know this pertains to underdog it pertains to FFPC contests and really looking at that week 14 through 16 schedule and one guy that keeps jumping out to me is Tua and the Dolphins. And one thing that got me thinking about this is, first of all, their schedule is really nice. They're at home versus the Chiefs and then at home versus the Patriots. And then they play in Las Vegas. And all of those are obviously nice, warm weather uh, games there in December. They should be games that have a lot of points and you know, I was thinking back to a couple of years ago when Pat and I in one of our main events had been churning, you know, quarterbacks and, and Lamar Jackson got the start down the stretch and we started him every week and he didn't even really access a ceiling during that stretch. He just had the built in floor with his rushing and he was getting us 20 points a game and they didn't even let him throw. If they would have let him throw, we could have seen more of what we saw last year. So to me, Tua is this guy that isn't really getting any season long buzz and maybe you don't even need to draft him. But after a couple of weeks, if it seems like the leash is getting short for Fitzpatrick, I really think Tua is a guy that has the talent, the skill, the profile we like in fantasy, and then most importantly, that schedule to really be a league winner if you've waited at quarterback in these leagues. Yeah, I think that, and there'll be nothing like it. It'll be just, it'll be so much fun for that to actually come to fruition. Obviously, he's gone through his injury, he's gone through the draft, and uh, you know, for the Dolphins as well, they've had a, a tough run of it over the last couple of years. So it, it really would be nice to see. Um, when we look, then I'm gonna, I was gonna go a veteran player to keep on the rookie theme i'm going to stick with it and i know it's a player that both you guys like slavisca chenault uh, off the jaguars and uh, me and sean uh, have been kind of all over dj chark all off season uh, but i do think that having him as the the wide receiver one on that team is going to lead to a lot of opportunities for chenault to get involved and obviously they've moved away from Fournette. it's gonna be interesting to see actually how this offense is going to progress as the season goes on i think it'll be a lot more pass heavy than we thought i think the team is likely going to be behind a lot more than they they would want to with how they've basically traded away all the best draft picks that they've had on their their defense over the last couple of years and that continuing just over the last couple of weeks so uh, i think that he's going to be the highest scoring rookie wide receiver off this group he's currently going as the rookie wide receiver nine in terms of adp so that's my take is that that he's coming in to top uh, all those all those rookie wide receivers and um, I think it's going to be a really positive season for him. I think just, as I mentioned with Chark, uh, to start things off, I think that having him there and having kind of a clear number two spot on that offense, I know Tyler Eifert's there at tight end, but there's not a huge amount blocking his way to uh, a substantial number of targets. So 
Uh, I'm ready for it. Are you guys ready for it? Well, that I hope is a rhetorical question, Colin, because <laughs> as I'm responding to you right now, I'm looking at one of my newest pieces of uh, football memorabilia, which is a mini Colorado Buffaloes helmet that is actually signed by LaVisca Chenault. So I think that should tell you everything you need to know about whether I'm on the Chenault train or not. And I think looking back to that draft episode as well with the bowl predictions, uh, there was there was two predictions, I think, come in for, for Chenault. So the, the hype has been going for some time, but really looking forward to seeing what he can do in the NFL. Sean, uh, I don't know if this is the, the prediction that you were teasing a moment ago about wanting to go last, but the floor is yours. Yeah, well, you know, looking at Chenault, that's a situation where you mentioned we did have uh, multiple bold predictions on him. We haven't managed to actually move up his ADP, which is fantastic. Uh, he's a guy in these redraft leagues we're doing now. I think all of our various teams, when I drafted with Blair, when I drafted uh, our OT team, we did the ship chasing. We always take Chenault, even though almost never in those cases do we need wide receivers. But you know, when you have that guy who actually <laughs> is going to be like a top 10 wide receiver in the second half of the year, then you go ahead and add him to the roster anyway. My guy here, and this seems like something that you know could have easily changed in the news just as we were doing the intro and, and warming into the show, so a little bit of risk, and certainly somebody I think I'm going to have to push for. We have the number four pick in our draft coming up. I was hoping we might get something a little bit more in the dead center. I've had some drafts early, some drafts late. I would really like to have a big redraft league with dalvin cook dalvin cook is now moved up to probably my most owned player in dynasty along with christian mccaffrey and that dovetails nicely with this and i think he's going to be the guy who has that massive league winning season that you know when we're getting ready for 2021 people are like you got to draft running backs you got to draft running backs well dalvin cook is a reason why maybe you would consider to draft some running backs last year he finished fourth in expected points per game so his volume translated into what we'd expect for fantasy points at a rate of 17.6 per game but he was at 19.6 through week 10 where obviously then he had some of those injuries down the stretch uh, some of those things still a little bit of a concern as we head into this season those first 10 games he averaged 24 points per game if he had finished anywhere in that range then he would be a candidate, I think, to go number two right there along with Saquon Barkley, right? So my ball prediction is he's going to actually add two expected points per game as a receiver, right? That's going to go directly on his scoring average. He's going to maintain that efficiency and is going to average around 26 points per game in 2020. And it's going to challenge Christian McCaffrey as the number one player in 2020 you've counted on restaurants now they're counting on you and while their dining rooms may be closed they're still open for delivery with doordash doordash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door ordering is easy all you have to do is open the doordash app choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. And right now, Rotovis listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and simply enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's the code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. 
Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back to the NFL, and with NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv. Use the promo code blue wire yeah it's a big call and i know you've been you've been on dalvin cook all off season and i suppose obviously digs uh moving to buffalo and although they have the rookie coming in the wide receiver position i think like you know we'd possibly see him more involved in that passing game so wh- what's your thoughts there i guess that was sean's pitch for the the draft we're about to do after we record this uh, <laughs> are we we have the fourth pick is <laughs> dalvin cook in the running uh, for you peter Definitely. I mean, Pat and I have been in that spot a couple of drafts and basically, however, the um, kind of contract uh, trade winds have been blowing between Kamara and Cook. We've been kind of just splitting the difference early on in the offseason. We drafted our first main event team. We had the four spot and we ended up taking Kamara over Cook because at the time, the holdout risk for Dalvin seemed a little bit more real. And we were just, you know, saying, could we live with ourselves uh, if these guys are so close for us? And then one of them sits out for a a chunk of the season. And so we broke ties in that favor, but we've also swung back around and drafted Dalvin. I have them very close. I think they're both exciting. And uh, I definitely buy Sean's upside case for Dalvin Cook. I mean, with how weak they are, at receiver behind Thielen, only adding really Justin Jefferson, how much we know they want to throw or uh, run the ball. Uh, I definitely see Dalvin Cook having a monster season. And then also not a real pass catching threat on the team. You know, I don't think Madison or Mike Boone really profiles as a guy that's going to steal a lot of pass work. So when he is going to be getting the lion's share of the goal line touches and the pass work, that really can, you know, vault him into that, you know, McCaffrey and Saquon territory. Yeah, I think I, I definitely agree. One of my predictions, uh, and you mentioned Kamara a moment ago, uh, in the FFPC main event draft that we did, we had the fourth spot as well, and we took Kamara in that draft. Uh, I know Sean made the pitch as well there for Cook, but it was that there was so many Cook shares uh, in Sean's portfolio at this point that we, we kind of edged towards Kamara. Obviously, the, the contract news has kind of calmed down my thoughts over the past week of, of using that fourth spot on him but my, my prediction was going to be that Kamara leads the way to 15 plus combined touchdowns receiving and rushing this season and I, I think that's in his range of outcomes last year obviously a down year for him but uh, the year previous and, and his big breakout season um, was in that range so I guess we'll, we'll set it up here for a, a little round robin question the race to 15 touchdowns uh, between Kamara and Cook who gets there first uh, this season I'll let I'll let Sean go first well I think it's going to be Kamara and we took him in our OT main event I, I love both of those guys I think both of those guys uh, not necessarily are sort of clear-cut number two overall picks ahead of Barkley and Elliott but I certainly would consider them in that range I love both of those players and it really we talk about you know going zero running back in 2020 going single elite running back in 2020 despite the fact that there are so many things pointing us in the direction of zero running back and I do think that if you have one of those late picks if you can start with Devonta adams and julio jones i mean you're just off to the races these top five or six guys are pretty exciting and, and i like both of them to score a lot of points here in terms of these two fellows what about you pete uh do you think do you think kamara is the clear favorite or do you think uh, cook has a run at it as well 
Yeah, I mean, from a pure touchdown expectation, I'd probably lean in favor of Dalvin Cook. Uh, I definitely was getting a little spooked last week about the (laughs) epidural injection uh, reports, although it seems like as it came out, it was more of a precautionary maintenance kind of thing as opposed to something that might bode poorly for his health. And uh, yeah, so I I think, you know, Kamara is obviously going to probably catch more passes uh, and Dalvin cook might have a little more uh, touchdown equity, not having to necessarily compete with a guy like Latavius Murray in the red zone. But I I see a a massive ceiling for both of them. Yeah. Those bits of the news reports really this off season have been trickling out at a a very slow pace. And uh, it's been very hard to to make those decisions and how to trust the news coming out uh, this off season. Really. It's been, it's been obviously a strange year worldwide, but getting that uh, news has been a difficult one um we have had a couple here so i'm going to let uh, you go again pete uh, you have the floor for, for your next prediction okay so this is one that has kind of solidified for me after the 53 man roster cut downs over the weekend and that is darrington evans uh and i guess this is a kind of a funny way to word a, a prediction but you know over at rotaviz you guys have looked at best ball win rates a lot i know sean has talked about how these pass catching running backs even guys like naheem hines and stuff can have outsized win rates even relative to say their you know raw production just because what they are able to give you in a series of rounds that generally have low probability hit rate so Darrington Evans comes out of the 53 man cutdown as the only running back on the roster other than Derrick Henry. They might have picked up someone off the practice squad since then, but to me that is uh, a sign that they are fully prepared to let him have that Deion Lewis pass-catching role behind Derrick Henry. And we've seen it year after year with Deion Lewis, with other guys. They haven't wanted to use Derrick Henry as you know a 35-touch-a-game guy. And I know everyone wants him to be that. Everyone gets excited thinking about him in the screen game and, and just how good he is in the open field. But the team has never given us any indication to think that they're going to do that. So to me, this is a big vote of confidence in Darrington Evans. I think he's going to have um, an immediate standalone value role and then would just have that Kamara-like league-winning upside if Derrick Henry were to go down and then to kind of, you know, put a bow on everything, there has been the report out of camp that they view him as an Alvin Kamara light player. So as we've moved through the draft season and we've seen a lot of these uh, other zero running back targets we like move up draft boards, you know, guys like Zach Moss, who've skyrocketed up three, three and a half rounds. Darrington Evans is kind of, in my opinion, one of the last best kept secrets in that running back range where you can get him really affordably. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And you've mentioned that he's kind of stayed pretty firm at his ADP. Uh, there's been a lot of talk, and I know Sean's led a lot of it with Zach Moss this offseason. Uh, we haven't been able to keep that ADP quite as uh, low as we probably would have hoped it would have stayed. But uh, Evans is certainly somebody that's very interesting. I'm going to jump back to uh, one of the, the old favorites here of the podcast. I'm going to steal some of the information from a recent piece that Sean had up on rotaviz.com and that's tyler boyd he's currently been drafted as the wide receiver 31 uh, i think that he's going to finish as a top 15 wide receiver uh, he's he hasn't made it to the top 15 over the last two years so his kind of breakout year and then the year that he stayed established he's finished wide receiver 17 back-to-back years but you know there's quite a gap then down to that wide receiver 30 31 sean in your piece you you said it was an offensive adp um obviously you mentioned as well joe burrow <laughs> coming in here uh you know when he's talked about boyd and you know 
last year, for example, we had Andy Dalton and you know, I know he's signed with the Cowboys, but between everything that happened at the quarterback position, whether it was Dalton was in there, whether it was some of the backups that they were throwing around, um, it just was a, a, a dumpster fire. It's thrown around a lot, but it was a mess at the quarterback position. So Joe Burrow is, you know, even if it's if he if he's kind of medium medium to good in his uh, first season in the NFL, it's going to be a big upgrade for him. So I think there's a you know. We've had the we've had the breakout and we've had him stay there. I think now we're going to see him push into that next uh, that next tier of, of wide receivers. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Boyd's done, and I, I know Sean will be uh, thinking the same way. But um, offensive, Sean, uh, where, where should we be taking Tyler Boyd? Well, uh, up where the Rams receivers are going. I, when I released sort of the ultimate draft plan this last week, uh, the two Rams guys were not labeled as targets and not anything against them they're good players they're going to score points but you can get that production later and you can get it with tyler boyd i think this Bengals offense is going to be a lot of fun and i think that you're going to have a lot of points split between aj green john ross uh, tate you know you've got the rookie in there who at some point may be coming along but with the split between those other guys i think the one role that is going to be solid and is just going to lead to some monster performances is that role from boyd so i'm glad to hear you have that in your prediction there absolutely love the prediction on evans he's a guy uh, blair and i drafted an extreme zero rb main event and we need evans to blow up when i was looking back at some of our recent results from the zero rb candidates list one of the things that jumped out was a couple years ago uh, with kareem hunt and alvin Kamara both being on there finishing as the third and fourth backs uh Kamara exploding in a timeshare hunt having that injury to the back in front of him we could have either of those options really work out with evans he was the toughest exclusion from the original uh, list this year but then when i released the update a couple days ago so if anybody we had lots of great listenership on the zero rb show last week since then the update has come out if you haven't seen that go check it out i have uh some new targets for people based on uh, like pete was saying the cut down evans the main guy who came in there i think you have to be drafting him uh, his situation he's maybe not going to score a ton of points early but there are so many scenarios in which he could be that league winning guy i'm going to bring us back to the very top of the board and look at tie it into what we had as our ffpc stat attack today and that really focuses on george kittle who that focuses on George Kittle, who last season, he was actually fourth in terms of expected points. He trailed Ertz, trailed Kelsey, even trailed Evan Ingram. But because he almost matched Mark Ed- Andrews with 2.9 fantasy points over expectation point per game, he had those big numbers. What I think happens, and we talked about this a little bit in the stat attack, is that the 49ers are going to attack more. They're going to play a little bit faster. They're going to score more points. They're going to have more games like they had in that shootout with the Saints last year. This division, I think, projects to be maybe the most exciting and the most, uh, the division that takes the biggest jump in terms of fun this season with the Rams, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, all of those teams looking to be improved on offense, all of them with Super Bowl aspirations right they're going to have to really go after it with garoppolo in there with the offense having to attack kittle is going to see his expected points jump up into that 15 point per game range he's going to maintain that efficiency and he's going to score an ungodly 18 points per game even in non-tight end premium formats 
We'll just go uh, quickly rapid fire. I know Sean has some other uh, quite hot, hot, hot uh, <laughs> ones to come up here. So rapid fire. Uh, any other predictions before we get into our week one shout? Yeah, let me just throw these out here. We we talked about the Jags receivers. Gardner Minshew is going to be a low-end QB1. Philip Lindsay is going to lead the Denver backfield in scoring. Calvin Ridley is going to outscore Julio. Stephon Diggs is going to beat his positional ADP by more than 10 spots. CD Lamb getting a lot of pub. Obviously, this is kind of crazy with how good those top two wide receivers are and how bad uh, the situation is for rookies this season. But Lamb is going to be the highest scoring Dallas wide receiver. Noah Fant's going to be a top five tight end. Mike Clay talked about that on the show with us last week. Hardman is going to score more touchdowns than Tyreek Hill. Eric Ebron is going to be on half of the top 10 teams in the final rankings for the FFPC main event. Hines is going to have three 10 catch games they've talked about and is still going to be drafted in the double digit rounds again next season. And then Benny Snell is going to average 18 points a game from week 10 on is going to be the guy in the FFPC playoff format that week 12, week 13. He's going to be the ultimate league winner in all of those matchups. So what we see there is Benny Snell and uh, two uh, teams uh, are going to end up winning the FFPC main event this year from combining those two stats together. Uh, Pete, for you, any of those uh, step out that you that, that you're excited to see happen? Uh, well, yeah, all of those get me very excited because I've been drafting uh, a lot of those players, and uh, I'm uh, very on the record as using Sean's rankings uh, for my personal draft. So if Sean's right, I'm going to be very, very right as well this year. And uh, I'll throw one in that the Falcons will be the, the highest scoring offense in 2020. I think Julio, Calvin Ridley, and Todd Gurley will all had double-digit touchdowns for the season. So it's going to be pretty concentrated, but I think it's going to be very high scoring. And that makes me excited for Matt Ryan as well this season. We're going to do our week one thoughts now. And uh, again, we'll let the guests jump in and, and go first. Here's some thoughts on Monday Night Football. Yeah, so I've been, you know, now with uh, the season upon us, been starting to look at the DFS schedule, look at some of these games, and my eyes keep gravitating towards this Monday night football game. They normally do the double header on Monday nights. Uh, in DFS, we like to call it the, uh, if you're playing the full Thursday to Monday slate, the uh, the Monday night hammer, the very last game of the week we get you know, the Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos. And this is pretty exciting to me in that, you know, A.J. Brown and Cortland Sutton are two of my uh, most drafted players this year across all formats. And getting uh, thinking of the prospect of getting to watch those guys go at it on Monday night has me pretty excited. And so my bold prediction is that these two guys um, are going to establish themselves as the, you know, the next great alpha wide receivers in the league. And they're going to combine for 300 total yards in three touchdowns. That's Cortland Sutton and AJ Brown in the final week one game on Monday night football. I hope you're right because that'll be one hell of a, a fun watch if it does come that way. And uh, myself and Sean very excited for both those guys as well, including Sutton, uh, who's on that uh, main event team of ours. The other player who's on that team is DJ Moore, and I'm expecting big things for him this this upcoming week. I think that uh, the Panthers are I think are going to be a surprise package this season. I don't think people are probably. I know there's Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. So it's probably a stupid thing of me to say that people aren't thinking about them as a high scoring offense, but I think people are thinking of them as not being a very good team who aren't very competitive for the majority of the season uh, and i think that they're going to be going to be a kind of surprise package in that division this year um i think as well that it means that it leads to him getting two touchdowns this week against the raiders so uh not not as confident in how the raiders are going to do in 2020 uh, as, as as the panthers but sean i know 
uh, we have a high scoring game coming up then on Monday Night Football according to, to Pete is there a high scoring game coming up uh, with with two veteran quarterbacks yeah and the other division that we love to to target is this NFC South and I think the last team with the ball wins that Saints Bucks shootout we have Drew Brees and Tom Brady uh, it's kind of fun here to see these guys hanging around I think they may continue to play longer than people think obviously Brady says he's going to Brees it's a case of every year but they have a lot of career records that they're battling for here and the person who retires first is going to be uh, in deep trouble in that battle in this game I have each guy throwing for 400 yards and five touchdowns uh, one of those sort of college football shootouts in this one Chris Godwin catching his 12th pass and his second touchdown to seal a 52-49 victory in the final moments and I, I like to see the team score I think that week one has the potential to be either a disaster or a festival and uh, let's go for for a high scoring game uh, for the prediction here yeah, so uh, I think that uh, Sean's detail that he's given here, obviously that both of them throw for 400 yards, five touchdowns, and Chris Godwin has a, a 12th catch for a second touchdown to win the game, 52-49 in the final moments. I think you're 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 trying to get the your inner Davis Maddock. Uh, Davis was on the show last year when we did our week one bold predictions, and he was uh, eerily, eerily close with a number of them. I thought he had a, a time machine that was able to go and do them. So Sean, uh, any secrets of, of how you find out this information? no but but davis may be passing me notes on all of the games <laughs> so i think that uh we're getting close here we're drafting in seven minutes in the draft of course make sure you check out those episodes of the draft uh both on ship chasing and, and here on ot but uh make sure you're following pete as well on twitter at peter Overzet. Um, and i guess that's going to wrap up things for today's show and that'll do us to wrap up today's edition of the podcast. It's been a lot of fun having Peter on the show. Make sure you're following him on Twitter as well. Uh, of course, if you are a s- listener of the show and you aren't yet subscribed to rotaviz.com, you can save yourself 10% off a one-year subscription by going to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast or at checkout. It's as simple as putting in the code 2020RVRadio. That is 2020RVRadio. Save yourself 10% at checkout. Get in on all the action and all the tools to help get those lineups set throughout the season and help you to win that championship come the end of it all so with that all that's left to do is to remind you as well that you can also give us that written interview on your favorite podcast app my name's colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland and as we get ready for week one we wish you the best of luck in all your leagues and of course if you're reading sean's work up on rotaviz.com there's no real need for that luck it'll uh, it'll come with come with the territory but best of luck to all our listeners in week one you've been with us through the whole off season now it's time to have a lot of fun some of the most fun shows are always in season as well so bringing you those two shows a weekend season until we're back next week enjoy week one have a good one thank you for listening to overtime and road of his radio please rate and review the road of his radio podcast on itunes or your favorite podcast app you can contact us via email at road of his radio at gmail.com follow us on twitter at road of his radio and remember you can always support the pod by subscribing to road of his with a discount through the road of his radio homepage road of his.com forward slash podcast the wait is finally over and football is back you might not be at a game this year, but you can still bet on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head on over to Bet Online, take advantage of their great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE when signing up 
up at betonline.ag to get your welcome bonus. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.